Chapter Thirty One of the Three Midshipmen. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording done by Jules Harlock of Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. The Three Midshipmen by William Henry Giles Kingston chapter thirty one on board the junk while the french lady and her daughter with mr hudson the american mate one seaman and hoddodi were carried off by one junk the two midshipmen captain willox and josh with the remaining seamen found themselves stowed away on board another i say alec we must try and help those poor ladies somehow or other observed jack i hope the pirates will not hurt them i hope not though i am afraid they will frighten the poor mamma out of her wits said murray but without being selfish we must first consider how we are to get free ourselves something may turn up in the wheel of fortune returned jack we very nearly effected our escape perhaps the next time we shall be more fortunate at present i cannot say that i see any opening by which we may bring about that desirable event as he spoke he looked round the little cabin in which they were shut up with a disconsolate yet half ludicrous air the prisoners were sitting with their backs to the bulkheads and their feet towards the centre of the chamber the door was locked and there was no lookout except through the chinks between the bamboos which formed the sides they discovered by the motion of the vessel that there was a stiff breeze and that they were sailing along very rapidly in vain they tried to ascertain in what direction they were sailing they looked through the chinks but all they could see were the figures of the crew as they moved about the deck and the inner part of the bulwarks and the back of the shields which hung up above them hunger is a strong motive to exertion it had the effect when after a time the party began to feel its pangs of making them somewhat less quiet than at first some of the men were for trying to break out of their prison but captain willox assured them that the attempt would be useless and suggested that josh should try the power of his eloquence in softening the hearts of their captors josh expressed his approval of the proposed plan and forthwith began a loud chant which he informed his fellow-prisoners was descriptive of their present forlorn and famished condition of the prowess of the warriors of queen victoria and of the certainty that they would revenge any injury inflicted on any of their fellow-subjects as also of their custom of rewarding those who treated them well i say observed josh queen victoria knock on de head any one hurt us give plenty money any one give us plenty food make us fat that's it cried jack sing away in that strain they understand that sort of reasoning better than any other argument on went josh again with his chant the commencement of which sounded very like hi fum diddle i ho fo lo 
tittlebat's cat's call toll de roll low it is not necessary to give the whole of the song josh assured his companions that it was very pathetic and that if it did not move the hearts of the pirates he would not believe that they had any hearts at all whether the pathos or the threats of vengeance or the hopes of reward held out had most effect is uncertain but in a short time the door of the cabin was open and a chinaman appeared with a big copper bowl or pot in his hands full of a hot savoury mess he looked at josh and nodded as much as to say we heard you and then placed the bowl in the middle of the cabin there were some chopsticks in the bowl but no spoons or knives or forks captain willock looked at them with a puzzled air if those are toothpicks they are whoppers and i must say i would rather they were not there he observed as he tucked back the cuff of his coat however i suppose we mustn't be particular and as i guess we're all equal just now here goes saying this he plunged his fingers into the bowl and drew forth a suspicious-looking mass he gazed at it for a time then shut his eyes and plunged it into his mouth a wise proceeding observed jack as he and alex following his example did the same the rest of the party were not so particular and only opened their eyes rather wider than usual as odd-looking particles of food were fished out of the bowl it was very soon emptied for as everybody was hungry they were all eager to get their due portions most of them at first fancied that they could have eaten twice as much however when jack and alec leaned back again against the bulwarks they were soon convinced that they had had enough in a little time the door opened again and another man who looked from his richer clothes and manner like an officer popped in his head and beckoned to captain willocks and the two midshipmen to come out of the cabin they happy to have the opportunity of stretching their legs jumped up with alacrity and followed them on deck jack's first impulse was to look out for the junk which had miss cecile and her mother on board but she was nowhere to be seen their junk was however standing down towards a, a fleet of considerable size as there was a stiffish breeze they were soon among them and from the hailing and talking and chattering and the way in which they themselves were pointed at the junks had pretty evidently not met for some time josh who was shortly after this allowed to come out of the cabin told them that they were right in their conclusions the whole fleet now made sail together and stood to the eastward the night when they were all shut up again in the same cabin was not over pleasant when daylight broke the door was open and they were allowed to go out it was a perfect calm and the pirates were propelling the huge junks so unwieldy in appearance with long oars or rather skulls through the water at no inconsiderable rate there was evidently an object in this speed for the chinamen are not given to exert themselves without a cause 
perhaps they are in pursuit by an enemy and if so we have a chance of being rescued observed jack as he first went on deck no i think not see the whole fleet are steering for the same point answered murray ah look ahead what do you see there a brig and i do believe a brig of war exclaimed rogers i shouldn't be surprised if she proves to be the blenny if she is the pirates will find that they have caught a tartar she is not unlike your little brig certainly but at this distance is impossible to say remarked murray but even a brig of war in a calm surrounded by this host of junks will have a great odds against her still our fellows will do their best of that i am very certain that they will there's no doubt about it observed captain willock you britishers fight well i guess and no wonder when you had us to practice with i wonder captain that you do not declare that the yankees taught us to fight said jack laughing and so we did i guess quickly answered the skipper we taught you a trick or two at all events what was that asked jack to keep awake answered captain willock it is the first thing for a soldier or sailor to do you allow and before that time you are apt to go to sleep now and then i calculate perhaps you are right captain said murray but what was the other trick you taught us not to despise your enemies i guess answered the skipper you despised us and we beat you you did not despise the french who were ten times better soldiers than the americans were and had fifty times better generals than we had and you beat them there was the difference never think meanly of the people with whom you are fighting believe that you will drub them in the end that's all right but only fancy you can do so with a great deal of trouble and hard fighting and always believe that they are about to play you some trick or other that's my philosophy about fighting i'd advise you to take up the same and stick to it and this brings me to that brig of yours out there you make sure that she'll drub the junks just take care that the junks don't drub her not but that i know what your people are made of and next to our people there ain't any people who fight better in the world when they're put to it that i'll allow but all right exclaimed jack who did not wish to discuss the subject but see what these cunning rogues are about while the above discussions were going on the fleet of junks had separated into four divisions one led keeping away so as to give a respectful berth to the brig two others branched off on either side and one which was the junk which bore the midshipmen and their fortunes gave up sculling and remained stationary it was very evident that the intention of the pirates was completely to surround the brig after a time the last-named division began once more to creep slowly on and the circle being formed the whole advanced decreasing it by degrees till they got within range of the brig's guns so eager were the pirates that they paid little attention to their prisoners who all therefore assembled on the deck to watch proceedings 
she is the blenny there is no doubt about it cried jack our fellows will not knock under as long as a man remains alive on the deck to fight her guns the chinese knew that their shot would not fly across the brig so as to hit their friends on the other side of her so as they closed in their circle became complete with short distances only between each junk the prisoners also watched proceedings with such intense interest that they totally forgot the danger to which they themselves were exposed i wish that the brig would open her fire and give it to these scoundrels well cried jack i wonder that they don't begin he had scarcely spoken when there was a flash and a report from one of the brig's guns and a shot struck the junk just astern of them several of the chinese fired in return but their shot scarcely reached the brig the pirate admiral or commodore on seeing this threw out signals to close in still more and as the junks began to move the blenny let fly both her broadsides at the same moment several of the shots striking the junks and ripping open their sides this in no way daunted them they seemed resolved on the destruction of the brig the skulls were still more vigorously plied and they advanced rapidly till they had got her well within range of their guns and now from every side they opened on her while she replied in the most spirited way firing her guns as rapidly as they could be hauled in loaded and run out again the shot from the pirate's junk told however with very considerable effect on her and the midshipmen had too much reason to fear that many of their friends must have lost the number of their mess the pirates all seemed to aim at the hull of the brig they expected apparently that the calm would continue and all they wanted was to kill as many of the englishmen as they could before they attempted to board her i say i guess your friends aboard there will be getting the worst of it if this sort of fun lasts much longer observed the yankee captain to murray i'm afraid so indeed answered alick with a deep sigh and a sinking of the heart i wish we were aboard to help them i guess now we should have a better chance of helping them by being aboard here answered the captain alex thought so likewise he and jack were glad that they were not compelled to fight against their countrymen the larger number of the junks had placed themselves ahead and astern of the brig and kept pouring in a raking fire on her to avoid this as much as she could she got out her sweeps but they continued to change their positions as often as she got her head round so that the english had not a moment's respite the pirates shouted with delight as they saw the success of their plan they of course thought it would be a great thing to cut off an outer barbarian man-of-war and anticipated no small amount of valuable plunder as their reward they however were all this time not escaping scot-free for the brig's shot went through and through the hulls of their junks and several of them were reduced to a sinking condition while the musketry of the marines told with no little effect on their decks 
still they had the advantage of an immense superiority in numbers and although they might lose twice as many men as the crew of the brig numbered they might still come off victorious nearer and nearer crept the junks for some time no people were killed on board the one which had captured the midshipmen this made her captain and crew grow bold and approach still nearer to the blenny they would be wiser if they kept at a distance observed rogers they'll catch it to a certainty perhaps they hope to bring the combat to a conclusion remarked murray they'll not do that let me tell them in a hurry exclaimed jack they little think what sort of a fellow they have to deal with in hemming he'll give them more than they expect while jack was speaking several shots came crashing on board the junk killing five men wounding others and knocking away part of the bulwarks the wounded men set up the most terrific cries and their shipmates anxious to avoid a second edition of the same dose put about and sculled off to a more respectable distance another junk the next in line was not so fortunate the greater part of a broadside struck her the midshipmen saw her reel with the shock and immediately she began to sink lower and lower till down she went and the water washed over the spot where she had just before floated numbers of her crew went down with her or followed her to the bottom very few of the neighboring junks took the trouble of lowering their boats to pick up the remainder and numbers were drowned in sight of their countrymen by whom with a little exertion they might have been saved the engagement had now lasted several hours and neither side had gained any material advantage some junks had been sunk and a good many chinamen killed but as a set-off against this there could be no doubt that the brig had lost several men jack too observed that she now only fired when the junks pressed very close round her and he could not but suspect that she was running short of ammunition the evening was drawing on it was a question whether darkness would favour the crew of the brig or make her enemies bolder she at length ceased firing and manning all her sweeps she began to move forward very clearly with the intention of fighting her way out from among the pirates she is coming towards us hurrah cried jack now if we could but knock the fellows aboard here on the head we might render her some help don't be trying that on said captain willock we shall only lose our lives if we make the attempt but i must get on board her somehow or other answered jack as he spoke kicking off his shoes and throwing off his jacket it had now grown very dark though the constant flashes of the guns kept the scene well lighted up the blenny could be seen though she had ceased firing gliding on towards them the pirates had been taking no notice of their prisoners for some time the brig had got within a cable's length of them now or never cried jack alex in case i am drowned you'll do all i have asked you 
and without waiting for a reply he sprang over the side of the junk and catching hold of a rope let himself down into the water without a splash and struck off towards the brig the pirates did not understand what he was doing till he had reached the water at first they thought he was in despair going to drown himself but when they saw him swimming away they began to fire at him with the jingles favored by the darkness he was soon out of their sight to avoid the sweeps he had to make a wide circuit and he was pretty well tired when he got under the stern of the brig brig ahoy heave a rope here and help me aboard he sang out a man overboard exclaimed someone from the after part of the deck pass a rope here be smart now heave who is it who is it cried several voices it is i jack rogers be quick now for i have had a long swim cried jack he soon got hold of the rope which was heaved to him and was hauled on board over the stern what rogers my dear fellow is that you exclaimed captain hemming as he grasped his hand where have you come from jack told him and urged that they should immediately board the junk he had left and rescue the rest of the prisoners my only doubt is whether we can get alongside her answered captain hemming however we will try i am glad to engage in any work with cold steel but rogers i am sorry to say that our ammunition is almost expended and though we will not yield as long as a man remains alive to fight i look with apprehension to what may occur the brig was now approaching the junk which fired away furiously at her but this did not stop her progress and before the pirates knew what was going to happen she dashed alongside lash her to the junk boarders follow me jack had seized the cutlass and dripping with wet he sprang on board by the side of his commander alec captain willock friends all get on board of the brig as fast as you can he sang out murray and the rest of the prisoners were ready enough to follow his advice seizing what weapons they could lay hands on they cut down or knocked over all the pirates who opposed them and soon gained the deck of the brig the boarders in the meantime cleared the junk the greater number of her crew who escaped their cutlasses jumping overboard and perishing in the sea the seamen then hoved overboard all the guns of the junk and returned to the brig they would have set her on fire but had they done so they would very likely have got burnt themselves that's one enemy less my lads cried captain hemming in a cheerful tone though he felt anything but cheerful we must treat the rest in the same way the pirates on board the other junks discovering what had occurred took very good care to keep out of the way of the brig captain hemming therefore spent the whole night in trying in vain to get alongside some more junks and when the morning dawned they appeared formed in a close circle round her as on the previous day those on board the blenny had passed an anxious and harassing night the prospect for the following day was gloomy indeed the second lieutenant a midshipman and eight men had been killed and twenty were wounded and many of them put out of fighting trim 
jack and his companions afforded therefore a very welcome addition to their strength with the daylight the pirates began to fire away as on the previous day rogers and murray however now felt very differently to what they had done on the previous day then all the shots they saw fired were against their friends now the few captain hemming ventured to let fly were against their enemies at length only three rounds remained on board the brigs ceased firing the pirates thought that the time for boarding her simultaneously had arrived and gliding up closed their circle round her in vain all on board looked out for the sign of a breeze not a cloud was in the sky the sea was like glass the sweeps were therefore again manned and she advanced as fast as they could urge her towards the approaching line the pirates came on thinking that she would fall an easy prey into their hands reserve your fire my lads till we are close to them cried the captain now give it to them the broadsides of the brig were poured into the junks which had ranged up on either beam with terrible effect one junk went down and another was left without a skull to impel her and with a third of her crew killed or wounded still the pirates were undaunted on they came again to receive another broadside but one now remained the junks moved away to a short distance to hold a consultation it seemed the result was to renew the attack on the brig we'll give her our last dose lads to that big fellow who is i suppose their admiral cried jack who had taken command of the guns on one side in place of the lieutenant who was lolled with a cheer the men obeyed and the big junk reeled from the effect of their fire the opposite broadside was discharged at the same time and now the brig was unarmed but she still had stout hearts and sharp cutlasses on board and grasping the latter the crew prepared to defend her to the last End of chapter thirty one